think it's totally time for you to have a beer if you'd like to go for it. Why, hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 121 of the Jake This of Jake Joe Hits podcast. I'm Jake. Hello, 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 and welcome. Yeah, this week's guest, hey, is... uh, the man I was working with last weekend at the Comedy Works in Denver. Thank you to everyone who came out to the Comedy Works in Denver over the weekend. We really had some fun times, some great shows, and I appreciate everybody's support, people who could make it out to the show. And if you couldn't make it out, come out the next time. Hey, if you didn't live, if you live in Albany, New York, guess where I am this week? Albany, New York. Then November 13th through the 15th, I'm at the Comedy Works in Albany, New York. Then next week, or then uh, the Thanksgiving weekend on the November 29th, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv. December 4th and 5th, I'll be in Chicago at Zanies on Well Street. The 6th of December, I'll be at the Zanies in Rosemont, Illinois. I'm going to be in Oklahoma City on December 17th in Oklahoma City at the Oklahoma Contemporary Arts Center. And then I'm coming to Boston, Laugh Boston in December. In January, I'm going to be down in Hermosa Beach, the Comedy Magic Club. I'm going to be in Atlanta at the Laughing Skull. February, I'm going to Columbus, uh, to the Columbus Funny Bone. I'm coming back to Minneapolis. All that stuff you can find on my website, jakethis.com. Jakethis.com. You knew that. And so, thanks for listening this week. This week's guest is the man who was on the bill with me in Denver over the weekend, uh, Nick Guerra. And I do mispronounce his name when I first start talking to him in person, and then he was—he didn't even correct me. But it's—I I think it, I'm supposed to be pronouncing it Nick Guerra, N-I-C-K-G-U-E-R-R-A. And that's his website, nickguerra.com. And he's on Twitter. He's on all of those things. You may have seen him on Last Comic Standing. And I hope that you will go see him live. In the meantime, you can listen to him here, now, at this instant, on the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. Here we go. Is this happening? Jake This! Nick! My guest. Yeah. I was a little worried that I wasn't going to have a guest this week. Oh, and, really? Well, it's just as the, the whole podcast thing is like, it, it's just as you told me you tried to. I tried to. Mine's sitting at home. My pot, my, all my equipment. I had, a, I had an interesting idea for a podcast. I called it uh, Talking About Billy. And, uh-huh. uh, and who's Billy? Well, that's the idea. The idea is all those stories that you can't say whose name it is, uh-huh. that name's Billy. Wow. So, you know, I would getting people to uh, figure out the notion. Some people didn't get who Billy should have been. Some people got it right off the bat. Mm -hmm. I was like, but it's the chance to tell all those stories. Then after a while, you're like, you know what? Um, I'll do this eventually again. Maybe it was too. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot to try and get someone to talk to you every week or to talk to yourself to go, oh, like I've got homework that's due. I forgot I have homework yeah, that's due. Yeah, ex- exactly. So I was coming down to that. And yeah. then, but then I also knew, well, I'm, I'm working here in Denver, so there'll be uh, You'll comedians find somebody. around. Yeah. yeah. Do I'm you usually do comics? Oh, well, I've done a few kind of friend, friend people, doctors and whatnot who yeah, I thought so you were mix kind it of all interesting. In and stuff but, like yeah, that. I know mostly comics. I wish and, I had other friends all i have are comic friends how did that happen just i that's all i have i don't know why 
Every, you know what? My, uh, all my real friends that have real jobs, uh, they're all building their their family. They're all just having kids. They're all into that world. They're too busy to hang. Well, yeah. That's one of those things that happens, too, I think, when you get married or or even just in a serious relationship, then you kind of want to hang out with other people who are married or in a relationship because if yeah. you don't, then it's weird for the other person. Like if my wife just has a single – one of her single girlfriends come over, it's it's sort of fun, but then they kind of are waiting for like, well, why don't you just go in the other room so we can talk about it? <laughs> Can you, can you leave yeah. now? Yeah. That way we can have our little conversation. That's hilarious. But if you hang out with a husband and wife, then it's like I think you know who you're supposed to go talk to right now. Yeah. I th- hey, you guys want to go check on the chips in the kitchen? But or you mix it up and everybody has conversation together. Just there's something about it. And then once you have a kid, it gets even more ridiculous because you got to hang out with people who've got a kid that's in that age category that can play with your kid, or if they're a little old. You know, it's that's funny. Until pretty soon. You don't even know why you're hanging out with people. It's just like that math worked out, and so you don't have anything in common with them. Yeah, yeah. All the stories have been told. You're like, yeah, we are going through that too. We are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, it's so funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that weird realm where thank you for comedy because I have these crazy bunch of friends that get it because I don't have too many of the the other friends. Right. Right. You know, and uh, it's it's. Uh, I am officially talking to people less. <laughs> people who are not comedians? Yeah. I that am. may change a little bit. You well, I wanted to. I want to just talk to regular people because then you're like, you know what? I can't just keep talking comedy talk all the time. You get so soaked up into it. Well, and then then it's also hard to feel like you're special. Like when you're when you're talking to other people who have other regular jobs, then you're a guy who's doing something that they don't, you know, It's although that's not the most fun to have to tell people yes i go to comedy clubs and work with new guys yeah yeah. all the time and we do our thing yeah yes we go out there yes i was in denver no i didn't see anything it's not it's not a trip it's a work weekend sometimes do you ever try and do touristy stuff when you're traveling um in only in cities that really allow it like New York, you can walk around and just kind of look at and stuff. see stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'll just I loved walking around in New York, uh, Miami, not so much. You can end up in the wrong place in Miami, so I didn't I didn't attempt to go out. You too didn't much even there. try it. Nah, you know I, I lived for two months in Miami on accident, and uh, how do you accidentally wind up living in Miami? There was a reality show that was uh, was being filmed for Mundos. It was for Pitbull the rapper. Uh-huh. And I went on the road with a headliner who was contracted to write it. And so he was like, write it. He's, <laughs> write, he's writing a reality show? Yeah, we were writing a reality and show. And no, he wants you to write the reality show. He was like, write it. You know, it's, he's I'm hired gonna... to write it, but then he's hiring you to write it. Yeah, and he, well, and then nice. he did the typical, you know, comic move of like, yeah, you know, I'm going to find a way not to pay you and then keep all the money. <laughs> so that's what oh. he did to me. Um, was this, what's his name, Billy? Yeah, Billy. Yeah. Billy, it was him. Yeah. Billy's known. Billy's known uh, with with my little group of friends to be this kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had to stay in Miami. He went back on the road, and I stayed in Miami writing this thing with the, You actually did it? Yeah. Did you get paid? No. No. No, no, no. But you didn't know that's what was going to happen. I didn't know that, that was going to happen. Now you know that's what happened. I didn't know until it was done that uh, he found a reason to... To fire me, you know, like, oh, you got to be fired off the show. And it was just his excuse to not pay me or whatever. 
Um, I think when they fire you, they're still supposed to pay you for what you did before they fired you. Yeah, but I was not. I wasn't a contracted writer. I was. Oh, his you were officially buddy. a subcontractor. Yeah, of him. I was his buddy that was on the uh, road with him. So I was like, all right, you know, and that now, was actually the the end of the the me working with him. Like, are you guys where, friends still? No, not at all. You can't be friends after no. something like that. That's no, what I was going to say. You know, my my big thing is this: is that when I see him, I just I'll nod, uh, but we don't. It's like, dude, uh, we don't have to talk. We don't have to be friends. We had our moment. We had a good time. I'm not gonna spit venom at you you're not gonna try to reconcile it's just good we're all right <laughs> yeah well you know? that's uh, that's sort of how i feel like when you loan somebody money and then they don't pay you back it's just like okay well you just sold our friendship that's how I, yeah for that amount of money exactly and, uh, i feel like if you thought that's what it was worth then you, there you fine. go that's how i tell people i'm like you bought me out of my friendship it's like so thank you for saving me years of hanging out with you Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I can go find somebody else and keep cutting friends out. <laughs> <laughs> keep narrowing it down. Then keep you start narrowing. to meet some regular people who aren't comedians. Yeah. Next thing you know, you marry one of them, and then that's your gateway into all kinds of people it's who just, aren't comedians. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I guess that's what I need to find. I mean, comedians are good because they're fun to hang out with because they will sort of say anything, but they can be a little bit uh, tough to hang out with because they will say anything. Yeah. Exactly. You get too much into that world of like, yeah, let's start ball busting and snapping. And then you go to a regular conversation like, oh, some people are sensitive. You can't. You can't right, or you actually get this. some women to show up, and it's like you guys cannot behave that way because all the women are going to leave. Yeah, that's how you're going to. But that's how, but you know, it's funny is that that's how. That's why so many of our comics are frustrated with women because. They go the – a lot of comics are self-destructive in so many areas of their life, and uh, one of them is with women, with re- relationships, is uh, if I can't figure this out, I'm just going to destroy it. I'm just going to make it immediately awkward and go completely too far. And Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's weird now because I've been married 12 years, so I can see that it's, it's – a long-term relationship is hard work, and you're not always feeling like you're with the right person that whole time. You're just like, look, we got to figure this out and work on it. But I remember that of being, you know, dating, and then they just throw it out as soon as something goes wrong. Just like, no, I'm bailing. Yeah, done. This is over with. But some guys are not even looking for a relationship, though. That's the other thing. It's like it's me. You just start looking to have fun. Just I am not looking for a relationship. But I, I come from the sense of, like, uh, girls that are kind of in my age. Uh, they're trying to figure out whether they want family or not and if they want kids. And they, they're working their their own deadline. So I have made that decision of, like, you know what? I'm not going to waste your good years. Go see if you could find an actual husband and, and a guy that's going to take care of you. Go, go. Well, you're at a, you're at a different, yeah, you're in your, what, early 30s, you said, yeah. 31 or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, so there's a lot of women when they're around that age. That's the first first call of, like, okay, well, I'm out of my 20s. I had my fun. Now I'm, I'm going to settle down. Yep. And then there's another wave of that that happens in the late 30s. And then if you can hold out for women in their 40s, they don't want to have kids anymore. Or yeah. maybe, but then, no, you could get stuck into it. you got to adopt or something like that. But Which, can- you know, if that, if that happened, if I was at that point, late 40s, I would actually think of that. For some reason, I don't want to bring my own kid into 
I'm loving the kid right now, but I'm at a different point in my life career. Yeah, it's you want to kind of be a little bit stable. It's hard to go on the road and work as hard as you need to work to to get things going for yourself. Yeah. And then also to be thinking about having a, a family. Family or even a relationship yeah. can get to be tricky. Yeah, and then it's... Uh, I am in a very, I, I, first off, com- comics, we're a very selfish career because it's all about ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves. We are our own business. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing is that I'm in that weird uh, part of it where I am still unknown and still fighting for some kind of recognition where it really has to be 100% about comedy for me where it's like, you know what, I've got to make this work. Just to break through Just to, to next see, level. you know, to see if it, if it hits or not and uh maybe in the next five years i'll be able to figure out hey did it hit or did it not hit at least i got all these little connections and i can continue on yeah (laughs) you sort of always i mean from my perspective i feel like i've always been making that decision of like what am i going to do next this is what i'm doing this is my best opportunity or this is my goal of something that i want to do and which one of these choices am i you're always sort of going to be making those those kind of choices just would you you just did the last comic standing we were talking about that the other night yeah was that a big do you feel like that open it up like do people recognize you when you walk on stage now from that you know what if uh like this weekend you know since since you have uh you've had great crowds People in the crowd will be like, I know this guy. But on my own nights, uh, if it's not my fans, people will not they, – they won't go looking for me. But if I'm with somebody else – because I, I do shows uh, like, you know, you know, with, with uh, every now and then with like Michael Yo or Joe Coy or Pablo – and their fans will come out, and then they'll be like, I, I've recognized this dude. You right, know. they're comedy fans, so or they're yeah. fans of a comedian, so then they sort of are, have a little bit of a window into the comedy world, yeah. so they know you from But stuff. if they saw my name, you know, they'd be, I don't know who this guy is. I'm not going to go check him out. Right. right. You know, he was on Last Comic Standing. I don't know what his name is. And uh, so I'm in that transition. I'm in that weird moment where I, I'll walk through an airport, and you'll get little hints of recognition you know, but you won't. Uh, no, I'm, nobody runs up to me like, "Hey, what's up?" I. It's maybe good. good. That's a good. Which I'm fine with, in, right? Yeah. I mean, if I, you if if you were rich, it would be better because I think money buys buys happiness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not necessarily that's exactly. But, it. but I do feel like yeah that. I can't remember. Somebody told me a story about Bill Murray that they were asking him, well, like, it must be great to be rich and famous. And and the story that I heard was he goes, well, why don't you just try being rich first and see if that doesn't just do it for you? Because <laughs> I think that famous thing can get to be – everybody thinks, oh, it would be so great to be famous, but people come up to you all the time. I don't have that happening to me, but I've seen yeah. it happening to other people. Yeah, I don't uh, – I have no intention of wanting to be famous uh, other than for uh, my family to be like, okay, he's doing stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. But but it's not really a, a thing for me to be like, yeah, I want to walk into a place and everybody hushes. I mean, I would love to be recognized as a as a good comic. You know, I, I with Last Comic, uh, and it's funny, I, I forgot to say this, like I'm in that weird recognition where they even get the show I was on wrong. You know, like, hey, you were on Next Comic Standing. I'm like, ah, close. <laughs> they don't even know they the don't... real name. <laughs> yeah. like, like, it's one thing if they would have said you were on America's Got Talent because that's a real show. But Next yeah. Comic Standing it's is like, not even a show. You, you completely yeah. missed it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, like, I, I, what that show did for me, it, it gave me a thumbs up. 
is what I felt like. Right, right. You know, stamp of approval. Kind yeah, of, right? like all right, you you're at least recognized for your your talent. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, good. You know, and uh, I realized that a lot of things are a lot of just you just have to keep getting that thumbs up. You got to keep getting those likes, where it's like, good job. Right, right. You know, right. I did Stand Up Revolution with Gabriel uh, Iglesias, which you know his fan base loves him. Yeah, and they're all about him. You know, every now and then a fan will trickle into the show and they, they might see my episode and be like, I like this guy too, but I love Gabriel. You know, right. and they'll even put that in their comments. This guy's good, but he's not Gabriel. And it's like, all right, well, you could just say I'm good. I, I get that I'm not it Gabriel. Is, we were talking about those kind of weird compliments <laughs> last night, right, where, where it's like they can't help themselves. It's just like you don't need to say that other part yeah. that takes away from the first part. You can think it. But yeah. don't say it out loud. Or you could just, not, you know, just don't say nothing. Just yeah. don't. Yeah. So um, that was like the first thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Then I did a set for Nuvo TV. And that felt like it, it was more of a pat on the back. Like, all right, you're still and What is it. Nuvo TV? Nuvo TV is this, uh, it's Jennifer Lopez's TV station. <sighs> and they, ha- they play comedy every now and then, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they have their, their stand up and deliver comedy show. Um, on select cable boxes. I don't know what uh-huh. who actually watches it. Uh, and they kind of gave me a little pat on the back. Like, all right, good job. And then last comic was the double thumbs up. Like, hey, hey, you're That's doing stuff. Yeah. I was like, all right. Yeah. You know, uh, it was fun. It was a great experience. I would love to do it again. I don't oh, know if really? they'll ever do you it. You mentioned that they, they were talking to some people about doing... Yeah, they brought in people from the the other seasons. Uh Uh, I don't know if they're going to go that route. Was it fun? Were the shows fun this year doing that? You know what? It happened so quick because it was literally just we did the first, the the, the 100 people show, which was broken up into like four different tapings. Mm -hmm. uh, And I was the 100th guy. You went on a hundred. I was a number hundred. <laughs> nice. You know, um, I was the last one. So that went by quick. And then by the time we knew it, we were sitting in the rooms, handling more paperwork, writing. And they're like, all right, get ready for the next episode uh, next week. And so we filmed that, and that happened quick also. Mm-hmm. And during this time, I was trying out for Just for Laughs. and uh, The Montreal Comedy yeah. Festival, right? And uh I got so engaged into getting my set ready for last comic because all they make you do is second guess yourself. Because they're short. How long are the sets? It's like, like four minutes. Yeah, you know, and so that's uh, like a Letterman. Yeah, kind of it's and you kind of figure out how to start writing in that that vein because that's mm-hmm. a very specific way to write. You know that. Well, it's like a four minute. It's like a headliner set boiled down into four minutes because you have to have an opening. Yeah, and then you have to have the thing that you're doing in the middle. And then you have to have a closer. Yeah, you know? exactly. You can't, it's not just like, oh, go up and just do any random four minutes of jokes. No, because you, if I did that, you know, I would feel like I'm cheating myself. Where it's like, well, here's four jokes. There you mm-hmm. go. That's kind of who I am, you know. Um, and that was the debate on the second set was, okay, I, I submitted two. One was more biographical. One was more fun. Mm-hmm. And... uh I decided to go with the one that was more fun Uh because I said, you know what? They liked my first fun set. 
uh, I got a standing O at the the taping, uh-huh. uh, which since I was the hundredth one, they may have just stood up because it was done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. You know, like all right, we sat through it. all of this finally. So was it like you were standing there watching ninety nine guys go on? You weren't. No, 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 yeah, no. Okay. Luckily, I only had like twenty four so. before me. Oh. Uh, but it was still like you That's know, a massive show. Yeah. No. It it uh, it was a long day. Yeah. And I think. The way they did it is they filmed two episodes in the day. So it was the first 24 and then, or, you know, the third 24 and then the my yeah. chunk, right? And um, in my head, I was like, I don't know how you're going to top a standing O if they actually want to cut away to that. You're going to get people to float. There's no way to really top it. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. go with a fun set that I don't mind failing on, you know? Because oh, if I, I fail you on thinking this. You can't top your last standing ovation set so oh, so i, I, I was just you. like you know what i'm just gonna do this this set and it's all about horror movies which is a very niche audience mm-hmm. if that clip goes viral with the horror movie fans that's a completely different audience that hasn't been tapped too much uh-huh. and they're a little bit more loyal so i did that and i was like i'm just gonna make it a fun set and uh, let them decide where it goes you know and uh was a hundred percent happy yeah, I got eliminated, but in my head, I'm like, thank oh, so, God I didn't do so my that real. So that was your last yeah. one. I was like, thank God I didn't do my real biographical one, because if Why? I got eliminated on that, I would have been like. Right, but you're thinking like a guy who's going to get eliminated. What if that was the set that kept well, you from I, getting eliminated? Well, the you know? thing was that I, I really wanted to do the fun one. Right. You know, in my head, I sat there, and that, that was it. It was just second guessing the but whole time. But you don't feel like if you had done the other set, you would have no. moved on. You felt like, look, it was destined. Yeah. To, you, did, you did what you wanted to do. I felt like I was like, this is exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And um, it actually has worked out in, that, in the, the way I said it would. Is that there's a few people that love horror movies that will find the set and start And is it online now me. so people can yeah. go check it out? Well, the uh, last comic put it up. And then maybe a few weeks after that, Laugh Factory, because they film everybody's set. I didn't you know, realize this. Uh-huh. Uh, they filmed that bit and they put it out on the internet. What do you mean so they filmed it? Like at, at the Laugh Factory, they have cameras going. Yeah, but they can't just release whatever they want well, to you, can they? here's the thing, all right? Uh, recently... You mean they filmed it outside of the show? They just filmed that particular bit, and then they put that version of it, or that... They, they filmed the show. See, oh, okay, I got you. All recently, right. for to get into the Laugh Factory, all right, there's this show called The New Faces Show, mm-hmm. and they give you a piece of paperwork to sign, like you're a Laugh Factory New Face... Uh, if we film whatever, whatever, and you think it's only for that show, but it basically releases, uh, it, it gives them the right to just film. Whatever so, you do in that club, they, yes. can, they have it and they can put it out on the internet. Pretty, if they feel like filming that set that night, that they does, film that it. That seems a little bit naughty, Jamie. A little bit, man. You know, and I did get a $16 check. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. Well, so you were compensated. I was compensated. I mean, look. Also, kind of at this, really at every point of our careers, we're sort of about like, look, I want, I want to get known so that then people want to come out and pay money to see me. Yeah. And so maybe this does help in terms of that. But well, I will say this: at first, I didn't like the idea because uh, there's jokes that I just don't want filmed. You know, and if the audience isn't right, then they know it. But not everybody you know, sees that stuff. 
Yeah. You know. Well, and and when they put out that clip, it was it was in front of a good audience. I was happy about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people just sit down and they watch these Laugh Factor videos. They just keep playing them on yeah. loop. Yeah. I have about three videos on the Laugh Factory YouTube channel. The first mm-hmm. one, terrible audience. It was a rainy day in L.A. <laughs> and they still put it up there? And they still put it up there. Come on. That, it has, it is... has the worst comments ever. I hate, I hate reading the, you know. Never look at your YouTube I, Now comments. I don't. I, right? mean, I, I just... feel like I've said it on this show before. Everybody knows that. The YouTube yeah. comments are the most brutal. Oh, they're any, vicious. Any kind of like just people assault people on those YouTube comments. And then sometimes it turns into just people having an argument with each other in the comments. Yeah. You're like, come on. I, I uh, on my first video, there's comments where they break it down. Like, look at a minute one. Look what he's doing there. Like, they'll break down oh time God. frames and they'll actually like highlight it to where you could click on their comment. And it'll go to that. I'm like, God, you guys need to just can't you just enjoy the the joke or not or just don't enjoy it. Ooh, they've got a lot of free time. I mean, that's what I realized is they've got a lot of free time. I don't have time to be reading the comments that they wrote in their free time. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's amazing that trouble that people will go to to get attention i think they they just want attention yeah and a lot of the times it's just trolls guys that just mm-hmm. want to get you to say something and start a fight i had a, they don't know how to love yeah they just don't know how to enjoy just enjoy yeah, or well, don't you know yeah. it's, it's okay you're gonna you really you saw a, a terrible clip on uh, you know what's so funny uh, i was talking to a comic who said that uh i, I don't remember who it was I don't know if it was Flip Schultz or somebody. Billy. It was Billy. <laughs> yeah, we'll just say it's Billy. And he said that uh, some YouTube commenter put a real mean, vicious like uh, comment on his. And that YouTube guy had his own channel, but no videos. So Billy was just fuming about it. Like, uh-huh. like man, uh, if I could just see who this kid was or whoever this guy is that's oh saying God. all this mean stuff. Uh-huh. And then finally, Bill, uh, you know, Billy went to the YouTube channel and the kid put up a clip of himself. He's uh-huh. 12. He's a 12-year-old <laughs> little kid. And he's like, I was so upset. that You're this, mad at a 12-year-old. Yeah, who can't even get into comedy clubs. You know? But that's what I think a lot of those, a lot of those people who do that mean stuff are people who literally, like a 12-year-old doesn't know how to act. Yeah. And he thinks it's funny. I mean, the stupid kind of vandalism stuff that young men get into. Yeah. This is just another version of breaking a window in an abandoned house. It's just like they don't think. It's just it's like flirting on the Internet. You know, but, uh, I think maybe high school, middle school chat rooms were big. For me. For you? Yeah. And I remember hearing about guys, you know, flirting on these little chat rooms and stuff like that and working their game and trying to figure out how to talk to chicks. And, you know, uh, you can have a different persona when you're behind the screen. Well, because you're anonymous and you're so completely safe and not vulnerable. And then you think, well, you're going to attack other people's vulnerabilities. It's just it's such a weird thing i i think it's keeping people from knowing how to act around human beings though i think some of that you know like when you were talking about earlier the compliments that people give you after the show maybe they just don't they don't talk to enough other people to know that like that's a, it's yeah. sort of like socially that's wrong guys <laughs> it's hurty what you just said is sort of hurty you yeah know? maybe if you talk to more people that you knew you would realize that like you can't just say well that like stuff. last night like that guy I told you where he came up to me 
and somebody complimented me. Hey, good show. And he's and right away and he had this this look on his face like oh, i'm gonna be the jackass right and, yeah. he, and he was like yeah i don't i don't think it was good it was mediocre at best and i just shook his hand and said well thanks man you know thanks for coming because to the show. he doesn't even really mean that he thinks yeah. he thinks it's a funny inside joke that he's having with you to kind of yeah, give like, you, huh? Give you shit. Like, yeah, we, that's how we do. We just screw with each other like that, right, bro? And it's like, well, maybe, yeah, that's how I am with my friends and you are with your friends. But we're just we're meeting each like other. That. I have and no clue so, who you are. Yeah, I don't know, for the, I don't know what you're doing. If yeah. it's a mean thing or if it's a kidding thing or what it is. And if it's a kidding thing, if, if I'm allowed to go back at you, uh, are you going to get upset? Because I've had that happen where it's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to do this ball busting? All right, uh-huh. we'll do it. You know, and uh, I did a college gig where I had college hecklers, right? And it happens every now and then, especially since I look young. I think they think it's just another student up on stage. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and it got to, to this little moment where it was one of my proud little comeback moments. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how much. I'll just say it. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it was, it, was a, it was a group of uh, black college students, just young guys acting a fool they even got on stage before i got on stage we were messing around with a microphone and mm-hmm. doing corny jokes and just wanted attention which i was fine with right because they mm-hmm. uh, the the person that put it together was like hey you got some hecklers i'm like ah whatever you know it shouldn't be too bad but it was continuous you they know, wouldn't give it a rest they just wouldn't give well, it sometimes a rest those people don't get like look i i actually can't do the show if you keep doing yeah. what you're doing yeah, you know? so they kept interrupting, like, up until 38 minutes in. And at most college gigs, you have to do an hour, right, uh-huh. which is terrible. It's like, can't we just do enough? It's, it's funny because I do corporates and private shows, and I always try and tell them, like, look, the ideal amount of time is between 35 and 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, maybe, like, 40 minutes is sort of a really nice amount of time. And I do know that you think that you want – me to do an hour and i can do an hour and i'm not trying to cheat you i'm just saying from my experience an hour is a long time and people get restless and they want to do other things and if i have to be up there for an hour i will do it but you may not be happy with how that goes but yeah they always think you're trying to cheat them yeah it's like no i'm just letting you know it's so i'm going and going and doing it and uh they keep interrupting me um and they, for some reason, they, they're like, hey, I got a question. And they would ask, like, <laughs> do blind people see when they dream? And I, I, I was like, okay, I'll let you have that. But then they would continue with, like, so answer it. I'm like, what do you mean answer it? And they're like, answer the question. And I'm like, there's no answer to that. And it started getting me frustrated. So finally, the last, uh, the last little crack was one of the kids was like, knock, knock. And I stood on stage, didn't say a word, and knock, knock. And he did it two more times, knock, knock. And his friend was like, well, answer the door. And I was like, I don't answer the door for black people. <laughs> and they all oh, got up. No. And I was like, hey, if you wanted, you wanted to do I told him. I was like, you, you were wanted teasing, to. You were just teasing I was like, I'm them. teasing you. You were teasing me. They, I'm teasing they, you. And they got their feelings hurt. and we're gonna Yeah, they got all a little rowdy, and they all left. And I was like, all right, hey, you know, it's uh, oh. you can't. Don't come into this situation of. Messing with me for 38 minutes and then get upset when I... You, and all you did was give him a little zinger back. And yeah. obviously it's like, geez, they don't realize that that's a joke. Yeah, exactly. And it was right. just their little group that left. I mean, the other, the, the other black kids there got it. 
they laughed. They're like, that was funny. And everyone else just yeah, kind of, yeah, and time. I was like, look, uh, don't come at me, you know, like just let me do my, my bit and I'll, and, uh, and we'll have a good night and be done with it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But they specifically came in to kind of like have their own little performance in their back. Cause they, they were joking with each other and they had a big old group of girls with them. Well, mm-hmm. maybe not that big of a group. Maybe about four girls in this big group of dudes. And you know how it is when they're guys, trying the they're girls. trying to impress the girls. And they don't realize, no, you're embarrassing the girls. You've actually ruined your chances. And then it goes back so, to that. Ill- you know, you don't make me. I'm glad that I'm not doing these college gigs. Cause I just, oh, wow. man. It's, it, it's, uh, there's only a few times where it's like that. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they're just kind of quiet to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, two days ago, I did it the... Colorado School of Mines, and they were very smart kids, but they were smart in their head, so they would laugh in their head, you know, and you're right. like... they're just, oh, that was clever. The you're way. like, oh, is that working? And then there's some that, you know, immediately go great, like Miami's colleges, they're always, like, kind of ready to go, a little party mode, mm-hmm. so they actually listen and laugh. And then you'll get these random ones in Pennsylvania that uh, these kids have nothing to do, and they're kind of stuck. They don't really know each other, and that's the the ones where you'll get that weird random heckler uh-huh. who comes in. He's like, "Well, I'm going to be the funny guy of the show," you know? Yeah, it's. I guess it, I remember when I was in college, and there's that weird feeling of like, "Now I'm an adult, but what am I supposed to do? What do I yeah. do? How do I?" And act? you can't and you can't tell them that they're like you can't tell them they're kids. Because no, they feel they, like they're adults. They feel like they're adults. Felt. That's how I felt. I mean, I felt, I, look, I dropped out of college and started doing comedy when I was 21. And I felt like I was an adult at that time. And I was. I was taking care of myself. I got a job. I supported myself. I did all of that stuff. But, man, when I think about it, if my daughter was 21 and wanted to, you know, I was just yeah. a kid. I didn't know how the world, I was just figuring it out as I went along. And Yeah. yeah but you don't, you don't feel that way. You feel like, ah, I was a kid. Yeah. And now I'm out of my parents' house. And this is I'm doing the grown-up thing. I'm paying yeah. my bills, and I'm a grown-up. Yeah, I'm making decisions. You and know? even and when you're in college, you feel like, well, maybe I'm not paying the bills, but I'm going to, and I'm here, and I'm by myself. I'm just me. I think in college, yeah, that entitlement of I'm in college. I'm making things happen. Yeah, you know, all those other guys that didn't go to college, and they're stuck in mm-hmm. high school. You know, and I think they're still in that weird mentality of, yeah, high school. Whatever, we're out of it. Yeah, and, we're out of that. And they all, And I remember that feeling, too. Even Even... When I was in college, oh, I'm going to be this. I'm going to get this job. It's just, it's going to happen. And uh, then you start doing comedy, and you're like, well, I'm going to do this. This is where yeah. I'm starting. I'm working my way up the ladder, and it's going to, you just know stuff is going to happen yeah. for you. And you don't have that perspective of being an adult of like, hey, you know, maybe I hope so. Yeah. But not, it doesn't always if, work out. You got to work hard, hey. and you got to try and be nice to people. It's just, you, you got to work hard and play hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the mentality now. Just do it. Work hard, play hard. Boy, play you know? hard. You I, know, I was going to – let me ask you this question to see if uh, – do you have reoccurring dreams? I do sometimes, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you ever have the one where you're back in high school but you're you? Um, and you're always late to a class or always late to a project? No, nah, I didn't. I Because I dropped out of college, I would often have – a recurring dream that I was back in college and yeah. I had to take a test or it was time for me to like, I was going to finally graduate, but I didn't, I, you know, yeah. it's a version of the actor dream where you're on stage in a play and you don't know your lines and everybody else is kind of mad at you. I, I have those, uh, that same where I, I just, 
I'm like, I need to go take this set. I need to graduate again. I need to do this again, mm-hmm. you know, and in my head, but my brain's telling me like, yeah, but you've already done this, you know, but for some reason I'm like, yeah, but this is the double degree, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny how dreams like work like that. Like, yeah. hey, weren't we just in the car and now we're on a plane and you're, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, how things go. That's how it is. That's yeah. how we're working this out. Yeah. You, you know? go to the convenience store and then you ride a pony to the where the beer is yeah so it's it's a regular day (laughs) yeah Yeah, i have a lot of dreams like that i have also have a lot of dreams where just waves keep coming at me like like in the ocean like you're swimming do you like to not not even like i'm swimming just i'll be in a building like this and i'm like oh here comes a wave and it's always like a big tsunami wave i'm like gotta get to the top floor somehow and never Dude, I feel like now I'm in one of those TV shows where as soon as you tell me that, I'm like, we've got to go to the top floor of this hotel. <laughs> Just in case. It's Just like case here in you. Denver in case a big tsunami wave Super comes in. Superpower is he can he's clairvoyant. He's been seeing <laughs> this wave coming his whole life. It takes me a second when I wake up and I'm like, okay, no, I'm nowhere near the ocean. All right, I'm okay. And my family's not here. We're all right. What do you think that's from? Did you swim a lot when you were a kid? Or no. You... In fact, I don't like uh, swimming. You know, mm-hmm. I have no clue where it's from. Um, there, I mean, it, it, it happens in different variations. Does it happen like once a month or yeah, more? Yeah, about once a month. Uh-huh. You know, just like the, the going back to school one. About once a month. You know, I'll just that's have that lot. one. Or I'll have the one where it's uh, I'm late for a trip. Where I'm back home, but I'm like, oh my god, I got to be in Denver in a couple of hours because I got the show. Yeah, I need a guys get together. I got to get on. I, I got to get there. I, I don't, why am I here? And I'll start packing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I have those where I know, like, I'll have. We have a show tonight at seven thirty. I got to get. Have from you ever missed a show Texas. in real life? Have I missed a show in real life? No. You know what? I'm trying to think if I missed any. I've had a lot of co- close calls. I had one the other day. The one that I, the most intense one was um, I was traveling with a comic, Billy, another Billy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say his name. He decided to, we were going to go to El Paso, right? Uh, and we were going to drive from LA to El Paso. So he said, you know what? A good time would be 11 p.m. And we'll get there like at, what, 3 p.m. maybe? Uh, the next. Uh, yeah, 11 a.m. No, 11 p.m. Get there at 3 p.m. Kind of sleep, rest, get ready for the show, right? Have mm-hmm. some time. But drive all night. Drive, drive all, night all night and all day. Drive yeah. all night, all day. Make yeah. it, right? Uh, there's two of us. One of us can rest, and mm-hmm. the other one can drive, and then the other one rests, the other one drives. Solid plan. So that's the plan, right? Uh, we go to the I improv. I leaving at 11 at night. Why, why not leave it like in the afternoon or so? Well, we were going to, but my buddy wanted to go to the improv. I think he had a set. Oh, he wants to do a set and yeah, then leave right so after. Yeah, so we're like, all okay. right. But within him getting ready to do the set, he started drinking a little, like taking some shots and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, that's fine as long as you don't get wasted. He started getting drunk more. And then uh, he's also a pothead. So he wanted to smoke pot, too. And so he's in party mode at 11 p.m. Frickin' Billy. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay because I can He'll drive. Take the first drive. Let's just go. He'll sleep it off. Yeah. He'll clock in. But he's in such a party mode that he he has me pull over to a convenience store, buys a beer without telling me, and while driving, opens it and starts drinking it. And Wait, I'm like, he's dude, driving. He's not supposed I'm, to I'm dri- driving. You're driving. Yeah. Oh, you're driving and he's drinking. He's drinking. I'm like, dude, you can't do that, man. You can't just have an open beer 
You know, he's like, oh, man, don't worry about it. So we stop. I get him some food. It's probably like, you know, we were just maybe two hours out of L.A. So uh-huh. it's just 1 a.m. We haven't even really gotten into the yeah, trip. Yeah. And uh, now it's like, okay, he's got that out of the system. He's still obviously in party mode, but I don't see anything else on him. So we continue driving. Uh-huh. Now we get to Blythe, California at about 4 a.m., uh, 20 minutes before that, he decides to pull out some pot that he didn't tell me he had. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I'm a clean dude. Right? No, I noticed that about you. So uh, Is that because of a thing? No, just no reason. You just never been into it. Never been into it. I don't like the feeling. Uh, mm-hmm. Just not into it. Um, so he starts smoking in my car and stinks up the whole car like weed. And I'm like, dude, you can't do this. I was like, we're pulling over and getting rid of this stuff. You know, we're on a road trip. And right. as we're pulling over, I didn't realize a cop was right behind us following us because i guess maybe he saw the 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 lighter or whatever Uh pulls us out you know pulls us over gets me out of the car i fail every dui test because those are tough you know what i've learned is is that sober or smoke and sober you still yeah but the whole car smelled like pot and there was pot there so they were not going to let up on the fact that i was saying no i didn't do this Uh you know because i look like a pothead and yeah, well, you've got long hair. Yeah, and young, and, and I, I've realized that at a certain point, some cops, when they get you to a certain point in the arrest, they don't back down. Yeah, you know. So this guy was just continuous. I mean, there's a whole reason why he did it, and uh, and I'll get to that. Uh, so get arrested, get taken to the sheriff's office. We got to wait for the nurse to come take my blood. Um, just sitting there. Because you're the one who's in trouble. I'm the one in trouble because I was the driving. They took my friend to Denny's, drunk and stoned. They dropped him off there and said, you got to wait for your friend. He's going to jail. I went to jail, got out at uh, 10 a.m., got our car, my car from the impound, right? Do you have to get uh, bailed out or do they release no, you? No, they just released me. Because you were not they were drunk. Like, yeah, they were like, uh, you have to do this amount of time. We're going to count from the moment they stopped you to now. It's six hours. You have to be in here. But at least you've gotten uh, three of those hours out of the way just through the process, right? And I was uh-huh. like, all right. So I didn't sleep in jail, um, kind of waiting. They find out I'm a comedian. They check my YouTube videos out, and they start, like, picking on me with my YouTube videos, right? And uh, oh asking me what comics I know. And then uh-huh. one of the sheriffs is like, oh, man, I stopped a comic the other, like, about a few years ago, and he wrote a joke about it. Have you heard of him? Fluffy. He wrote a whole joke, and there's a big bit that Gabriel does about getting stopped by a cop. And it's that guy. Yeah, and I was like, okay. Uh, and, but he wasn't the one that arrested me. just somebody different, uh-huh. which I was like, man, I wish you stopped me because then you would have been like, oh, it's a couple of comics. I don't want another joke written about me. Continue on. Um, my buddy sobers up probably about 9 a.m. And he's in zero trouble for bringing, having pot in the car. He claimed stuff. everything, so he got a misdemeanor for possession. Uh-huh. Right? Because he kept saying, no, it's mine. It's mine. He doesn't even smoke. And they're like, okay. And the whole time, the cop that arrested me is trying to get me to admit to it. He's like, look, we can just have this all end if you just admit to it. Just admit to it. Just say that you did. And they gave me four more sobriety tests in the office. Right. And I was like, I I don't know what you're looking for. Um, Get back in the car. Have to still finish the drive to El Paso. You got a show. Yeah, we got a show. Uh, In Phoenix, my friend gets a call from his agent. You need to be back in L.A. to have an audition uh, (laughs) tomorrow. So get on a flight 
and get back to L.A. So, so I drop him off in Phoenix. He wasn't going to be in the show. He was just coming. No, he was going to be the feature. I was just opening, right? And uh, he leaves me, and, like, I have to drop him off in Phoenix. He has to go back. So, uh, Oh, my God. So you're driving. I'm driving the rest of the way all by myself the entire time. No sleep. You know, of course, we're making the phone calls to the comic strip in El Paso. Like, hey, I'm almost. I'm going to get there at 8.05, five minutes uh, after, after the show time. But I'm going to get there. Here's the story. And, you know, my buddy's calling him. Nick, it's my fault. You know, he got arrested. I'm sorry. And this and that. Oh, my God. This Billy is terrible. Yeah. Get on stage. 8.05. No sleep. Uh, uh-huh. Didn't have time to change. Still wearing the same clothes. And... Uh, it officially becomes a two-man show. So that means that I have to do... You have to do Billy's time. Yeah, I have to do the host and the feature set. Oh, man. You know, and, and is it just one show? You drove all that way to... No, no, no. It was oh, a whole weekend. The whole Luckily, weekend. it was okay. a whole weekend. But it was mm-hmm. like, oh, so I got to do the entire set. And uh, But you were there. The show went on. did it. show you went on. It. Yep. Now, the reason that the officer was so adamant about arresting me uh-huh. is because he was new to the drug testing field. And he was with a veteran cop, and he wanted to prove that he could do it. And I was the first stop that he ever had uh, trying oh. to prove this. And that was also the reason why it never went to court. Because since I'm completely clean, if they would have taken me to court, he would have lost the case. And then they would have used my case against him for the rest of his career. He would never have been a credible cop. Hmm. So instead of ruining his career... They just dropped my court case. Wow. Well, the system sort of it worked and straightened it's all, yeah, itself out. Yeah, I was like, all right, after cool. You almost missed your show. And I told my buddy, I was like, dude, you're lucky it was me because if it was anybody else you were with, they would have all tested positive for something. You know, you they, told that to your buddy, right? Yeah, I said they would have all had some kind of drug in them. Mm-hmm. You know, at least with me, it was a hundred percent clean. Yeah. You know? And so you've never been a you've never been a drinker. Or no, no, no. Drug been drunk or... twice, and it's only because of shows. Or you just had a drink after the show. No, you know how sometimes you'll do these bar gigs, and they'll uh-huh. start sending shots, and then the audience will get so unruly that about you doing this shot that they won't let you. Oh, so you just drank it so just like, to get them to here. shut up, right? You know, and then they would send another. I'm like, all right, whatever, and not realizing since I'm not a drinker. That yeah. this is going to hit you hard, you know? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no and uh, it was one of those weird shots where it's five liquors mixed into one because they wanted to give me the ultimate. I don't know why people want to get comics wasted. I don't see the... I don't think it's even in their benefit. Yeah, people in the audience do love to send a drink up from yeah. time to time. I don't get it too much. But but it's the worst one. It's, it's never... It's like it's always a terrible drink that's super strong. And then it's also like, look, you paid to see the show. The show is not going to get better if... The entertainer gets drunk. Yeah. I mean, that's... They had to send somebody on stage to get me off. <laughs> and, you know, but, I, but in my say, head... like, okay, yeah. okay, Nick, that's good. But in my head, I was like, I'm doing my time. And I, I mean, I don't know how the show actually looked, but mm. I felt like I'm handling myself and I'm almost done. What do you guys do? You're making it a bigger deal than it is. Let me just do this joke and I'll get off. And I did, uh-huh. you know... Uh, as uh, soon as I got off, immediately felt the effects, like even more so, and just demanded to be to taken back to the hotel. I was like, "Just take me back. I don't, I can't talk to anybody." Just go to sleep and yeah. kind of feel better. Yeah, I was like, "This is terrible." So, what's your thing? That you, do you do on the road after the show? Just go get some coffee. Eat? Coffee? 
Get something to eat and coffee. You can drink coffee after a show? Yep. It brings me down for some reason. Oh, man. Now I try to do decaf because, uh, you know, because of that reaction. And in my head, I'm like, maybe I am doing it wrong. Maybe I should just have the warm drink that makes me think like, okay, it's time to knock out. No, I mean, you should do I, – I only express surprise because of how I am. Yeah. If I drink coffee at night, that's not – gonna be good for i'm me. an avid coffee drinker so i oh, i love coffee it will keep me up and mm. and there are the like when i start getting a 5 30 in the morning and i'm like why am i still ah the coffee that's when i'll start feeling like i did have four cups maybe i shouldn't have had four cups i see at, well at that's the other 3:30. thing too. now go now we're circling back to your single guy you can do whatever you want. You yeah. can stay up till 4.30. You can sleep until noon if you want. Nobody's nobody's, nobody's going to freak out or get exactly. mad at you. Or, yeah, that's the thing when I'm at home. people Guys are always like, oh, let's hang out and go get a beer. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. But I got to be done by 10 o'clock and home by 10.30. And I, my best nights to go out for a beer like that would be during the week because on the weekend I got my family and we're yeah. hanging out with them. If I'm, if I'm in town, that's the problem. If you're on the road half of the time, then when you're in town all at once, that's your Friday and Saturday to be with your family. If you're not yeah. with them on that night, then the whole month is shot. You know? Yeah, so, true. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I I, I'm a days. night owl. I stay up. I used to love staying up. I used to love staying up when I was single. Stay up till 3, 4 in the morning yeah. watching stuff or doing stuff and then sleep in yeah i usually end up just finding some comic that's willing to talk to me we'll go to like an ihop or denny's and we'll just talk comedy until it and i even tell them at around three thirty four. i'm like look if at any moment you want to go home let me know because i can stay here till the sun comes up you know i i <laughs> warn them uh, even before that in advance i'm like i can talk mm-hmm. comedy all night so if you want to stop, let me know. What's your favorite comedy talk? Because we were talking comedy a little bit at lunch, but what do you? What's your? What's bugging you about comedy right now? I think. Uh, well, what's bugging me about comedy? You know what's bugging me about comedy is this obsession with the industry to their qualities that they look for in a comic now are hip, quirky, and cute. Funny is not even on the list anymore that much. Well. They're looking for these quirky, hip, cute people. Quirky and cute have always been. That's that's yeah. all, you know. Well, that's, they want to put something in a TV show. Yeah. Right. And uh, that kind of upsets ethnic, you, you a little bit. You got a little bit of an ethnic thing going that you could you could capitalize on. Yeah, but I'm an ambiguous ethnic. <laughs> uh, you need to be more like decisively pale. ethnic. You know, I'm, I'm pale ethnic. I was actually. It's funny. I had tried out for another competition show. I'm not going to say which one, uh, but my buddy knew the casting person that was trying to get together, mm-hmm. uh, and she fought for me. She wanted me on. The The note that came back was, he's not Mexican enough. So I was like, well... How Mexican are you, Nick? I'm 100%, but... I don't talk about it because it's why. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I always kind of feel like that's that's one of those things that people, especially when you start out doing comedy, you talk a lot about who you are. Yeah, because you're kind of you're getting used to being on stage, and that's yeah. a good thing to explain to the crowd. Is like this is this who, is I, who am. I am, and I used to do that. I used to have tons of uh, Latino material. Mm-hmm. Like I even used to speak on Spanish here and there, and then I realized at a certain point, you know, when I realized Shreveport, Louisiana, is what kicked it out of me. 
Because when I doing what the funny bone there, uh, they just that's when I realized that Mexicans aren't everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> and you can't do the Mexican rally cries and stuff like yeah, right, guys. You're like nope, nobody here gets it. No, nope. all right, go okay. I better prepare. Even like doing Miami, it's like there's no Mexicans there. There's a lot of Latinos, but they're not. Right, they, I got you. It's a different experience, right? Mm-hmm. And so I stopped writing that material because I'm like, I get it now. It's too much to convince the crowd that I am. And to be honest, I'm not that. I am more, you know, whitewashed and American than... Well, right. And it's like uh, you want to talk about the things that you want to talk about. Exactly. And so that's interesting to you when you first start out because you're kind of trying to introduce yourself well, to, the to the crowd. Well, you're trying to get the reaction. It's a great... It's an easy reaction. Mm-hmm. Like when you're a Latino comic and you say something in Spanish, the crowd will go nuts because if they speak spanish if they speak spanish well even if they don't if they're because there's this weird pride with the latinos like even if they don't speak spanish that well they have to react like that's right that's a spanish word they have to you know because it's it's like uh-huh. we have to show that pride and it's so funny i have a buddy of mine his name's kirk smith right he was from dallas went to new york uh he went, but he grew up in um uh, ecuador because mm-hmm. his parents were missionaries, you know, so he speaks fluent Spanish, you know, a white guy that speaks, but he speaks the, the exact Spanish, like perfect Spanish. And I took him to LA to do a gig and it was a Latino room. And I said, look, man, don't speak Spanish. That's I know you might want to, but don't just do your jokes. I don't speak Spanish. Just do your jokes. It'll be fine. He goes up there and he starts speaking Spanish, but it's so perfect and so quick that I'm like, dude, when he gets off, it did, nothing hit. And he gets off, and I'm like, half of those people don't know how to speak Spanish, but they have to pretend they do. You just offended them because you were smarter than them in their own language. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, wow, it's not easy to be Mexican, is it? Well, there's that, there's that weird balance of that whole, like, um, how much pride are you willing to show? How mm-hmm. authentic are you? And then who are you trying to prove this to? Because there's so many different levels right. of, of uh, you know, authentic pride. What am I going to be? Because, you know, he thought looking at the audience, oh, it's a bunch of, you know, Mexicans. They're going to love Spanish. I'm like, dude, these are these are L.A. Mexicans. They're a little bit different. You know, uh-huh. some of them, like real Mexicans, don't come to comedy shows because they don't they don't even attempt to understand, you know, uh, a Latino comedy show because they go in there like it's not all in Spanish. I'm not going to watch this. And they leave, you, you uh-huh. know. Uh, so the guys that do come half speak Spanish. They speak mm-hmm. survival Spanish or street Spanish, mm-hmm. you know, but they can't put down that facade of, no, I'm a real brown pride. You can't talk to me. Right, right. You know, so it's, it is kind of like the best way to handle it is to just not address it. I got you. you know? I got you. But that, this all started off because you were talking about so what, what were the three things you said? Cute. Oh, hip, and quirky, and cute. Hip, quirky, and cute. You know, which is, uh, like you said, it's always been around. But more so now, I feel like people are using it as a crutch way more. This weird hip quirkiness where it just doesn't, they don't want to write the joke. They just want to be a personality on stage. Mm-hmm. And they just want to be... I saw it at, at a NACA convention where I was talking to this comic. And she was just talking, you know, like, yeah, I'm out in L.A. trying to make things happen. She had a shirt on that said nerd. And then when she got on stage, 
in front of the uh, college students, she went into this whole nerd personality like what's up guys i'm so weird and awkward but she was a good looking uh-huh. girl and i'm like you're not a nerd yeah there's a that i that's a weird thing that's going on with nerd now there's hot yeah. girls and attractive kind of guys who are like yeah i'm a nerd it's I'm like, like no well, you're no. not man nerd is sort of to me means outcast i mean i get the uses that they're doing it is like i'm into comic books or horror movies but then some of them aren't even into that shit no some of them are base level where it's like no you you know the references but you're not actually into it right. you know right. like there's the actual nerds that go years and span and they know everything about the characters and stuff like that you know because i i have i've had comic books but i'm not a comic book nerd you know i don't know the yeah, yeah, entire universe i don't know on it yeah but i guess those people who are doing the hip quirky and cute they're they're just sort of doing stand-up to kind of get to get some other part it's of their the career going, some kind of acting. because their agent told thing. them, hey, go do stand-up. Get, get it on your resume. Mm-hmm. And you hear that more often. That's been going on, though, forever. It's always been. been. going on since the, you know, when I came to town in the 80, late 80s. There was yeah. actors who would get five minutes to be able to go on in a showcase to get seen for something. Yeah. You know? You know, and, and uh, that's the – that's one of the things when – because I like talking about, like, breaking down all – that I can about comedy, even to the point of like how to walk on stage every now and then. I remember me and a buddy were discussing how one joke hit harder when I walked left to right than right to left. You know, uh, yeah, you might be, you might be over. Might be, <laughs> well, he told me that. That's he told me say. that, be and careful. I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah." I noticed. I'm like, "Okay, that's an interesting." It doesn't change. I'll still walk whichever way, but yeah, I'm yeah. like, "All right." You know, that's an interesting notion. I get, and then I was like, oh, maybe it's because when I walk this way, the microphone is covering my face. And then when I walk this way, it's not. And I'm like, ah, oh, I could see how that, that plays yeah, sometimes off. Sometimes you can't figure it out. I mean, that is the thing, especially when you're working on new stuff on stage to try and figure out, like, what's the best wording that makes the joke pop the best? But when you start taking all those other variables into it, you can yeah, get you can really just get it muddled down. Like, now you're, yeah. you're, now you're a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. So I'll have those discussions. That's about five cups of coffee in at night where it'll mm-hmm. start getting to that. Yeah. But but usually the majority of the time when I'm talking to comics, uh, I just have these reassuring conversations where it's like, we're going to be fine. Everyone's doing great. Everyone's progressing. We're all actually doing this. Yeah. And it's yeah. great. And so those that conversation happens more often where it's like, hey, man, everybody's fine. We're actually, people are letting us do this. Be happy that people are letting us do this because well, there's no reason for them to. Well, and they, they don't even have to let you do it. I mean, that's the thing. That's, to me, the great thing about stand-up comedy is you can't get fired from it. You know, somebody can give you, cannot give you a gig that they have, but it, you have to quit. If you want to keep being a stand-up comedian, you can do it. You can get yeah. on stage. You can get stage time. You can probably get paying gigs. You have to quit to not be a stand-up comedian. Yeah. You can't get fired from being a stand-up comedian. And you have to really quit where it's for once you say, I'm going to quit, the amount of years that you put in, you're going to have to avoid all the phone calls 
for half that time of like, right. no, I quit. I, I, I stopped, guys. I officially quit. Yeah, they're going to be calling you to do like, hey, look, listen, it's just a benefit for yeah. this thing. You go up, you just host. You just do five minutes and then bring up the next guy. It's like, no, man, I quit. I am done. I don't think you really did quit. Yeah. So what's your favorite show that you've done? Maybe we've been, what's your, yeah. How, how far are we into it? Well, we're into it. We're into it. You know, this, the whole thing is this. I can talk comedy if you if, if you need to stop at any point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. Well, I was just going to ask, just because we can go out yeah, and walk yeah, around yeah, town yeah. and get some fresh air. But I was going to ask, like, what's your favorite What's one of your What's one of your favorite shows that you've done in the last uh, year or so? In the last year or so, um, you know what? I, I am going to say the that last comic taping. Really? Yes. Just because uh, it was a very big moment for me. Mm-hmm. Here, here's a Here's a behind the scenes story. All right. So they're filming two episodes in my day because we're trying to get through the hundred this is the hundred this is your first yeah. set on last comic oh. and uh apparently you know the first few comics i don't know how many in of course we're all used to saying how's everybody doing yeah right yeah. roseanne hates this she hates how's everybody doing well and you, you know? can kind of get away with it in a nightclub show where it's three yeah. comics even if all three guys say it it's still yeah. just three guys yeah but yeah but after 10 or whatever it's like okay you know and they've been filming since the morning so she apparently loses it and tells everybody uh on the staff tell them all to stop saying that tell them to so so by the time it gets to our section we're all like they're adamant even J.B. Smoove comes in and says, guys, do, do not, not go on stage and say, how's everybody doing tonight? Just mm-hmm. don't, right? And my manager even texts me from the crowd, hey, don't say, how's everybody doing tonight? Apparently, Roseanne hates that. She's lost it on a couple of comics. I'm like, okay, all right. Uh, and so all you're in your head is like, I'm not going to say this. Not going to say this. But doesn't not part gonna of say you want to say it? Well, this is what happened. So I'm the last guy, and I'm sitting there, and you know, waiting is the worst part. Where you and here's the thing, you can't watch the other comics, so we weren't able to. You're hear, not allowed to. Yeah, we didn't hear anybody else. So you don't know if anybody has done a joke or a t- premise like yours. No, or anything. have no idea. Uh-huh. We don't know. I don't know what everyone's done. Well, no, no wonder everybody's saying, "How's everybody doing?" Because they haven't heard anybody else say it. No, and it's just like you've just been let out of a dark box into yeah. the middle of a comedy show. We were and just so in this little know, room. Like, hey, I'm, uh, how are you doing? I'm freaked out. What's, yeah, yeah. And anyway. even even when you're waiting backstage, they made it to where you couldn't hear the comic on stage. Uh-huh. While you were waiting, I don't know how they picked the acoustics, but it, they picked it perfect. Uh-huh. And so, uh, so you're last. You're 25th. I'm last, and I'm joking. I'm like, I am the last comic standing. Like that's that's all I kept saying. And so uh, they were like, say that in the camera. And I'm like, all right. So I said it to the pre-interview. I'm the last comic standing. That's how I feel. And uh, went out on stage, and I was like, yes, yes, you guys made it. How's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> help it. And right in my head, there was this moment, and they, my buddies who were working the cameras or whatever, uh, they were like, "We saw your face right when you said that." You're like, "Oops," because <laughs> I did immediately. Go, you didn't do it on like, purpose. Oops. It was just like, yeah, it was completely happened. Yeah. Went into my jokes, you know, like I said, did great, got a huge response. Mm-hmm. Um, Roseanne did not comment on it. Because I made everybody forget that. My manager even told me, 
that when he was in the crowd and he saw me say, how's everybody doing tonight? In his head, in the split second before I did my real jokes, he's like, well, at least he got this far. That, like, my manager was already like, eh, you know what? He's out. <laughs> he's yeah. out. But at least he, he got here. Uh-huh. Um, and Roseanne told me this, and they didn't air it, you know, but she said uh, her compliment was best set of the night. Oh, you know? that's very nice. And I was like, thanks, you know, and, and, and uh it really just kind of gave me a great feeling of like, okay, all right, I'm okay. You know what? We're doing fine. I hope they air that compliment. You know, I didn't know right. that they, yeah, yeah. they could choose not to. Um, but at least I got that and I can walk away and be like, there you go. I, I did my job. Yeah, you want to be able to. That's the funny thing, too, in show business, right? You want to be able to be self-sufficient. Like, if you go on and you feel like you had a good, you did your best. Do you yeah. want to feel like, look, it doesn't really matter what anybody says to me. But on the other hand, it feels good when somebody that you respect or who's been doing comedy and, and has had the success that Roseanne has had. Yeah. And, when, you know, when they say set of the night, you're like, well, that actually does mean something. Yeah, it's like, you know? thank you. I feel. And that, and, that, and that was it. Like, a big part of it was... Just the whole, like, those moments are for me about, let me just do my job. Let me prove that I'm funny. Okay, so it worked. Thank you. That's all I needed to do. Now the release is gone. I'm going to go have coffee. I'm going to be fine. But at least I did my job. Like, I just filmed uh, Comics Unleashed with Byron Allen. Uh uh You know, first time. And, of course, before you're like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know if this is – okay, so he asked you the questions and you kind of go into the bit. And one guy told me, he's like, don't do a lot of act-outs. And I'm like, oh, okay. But then uh, Byron's producer is like, we're going to put you on the end because I think you you do a lot of act-outs, right? I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, do I avoid this? Does he like it? Oh, my God. Yeah, you get too many weird – you're too in your head at that point. And then knocking it out, I was like – Okay, so I did it. You know, like, all right. Uh-huh. And they, they were all happy with it. And, I, of course, I did the act outs. I did the getting up and all that stuff. Sure. Because I was like, this is the way the joke sells, guys. I don't know how to sell it from sitting down. Right. Well, the uh, premise, that's a funny show to me because, you know, he has it set up to look like it's a conversation. But really, it's like a round robin, you know, he sets you up and then you do something from your act you know yeah. so so it's tricky because like how much am i supposed to just make it look like a conversation yeah. and how much of like look it's my turn i want to do i want to deliver the goods yeah. right a lot of it's like how much of it do i look at him for and then do i look at the audience for yeah. like do i have to play this weird mm-hmm. balance and this and that uh i was on on the show with elon elon gold uh-huh and he has done it before and he actually kind of broke the ice and made everything real comfortable. And he was reacting to us and stuff like that. So thank God for him. <laughs> oh, so, it, so it was. So it was. He was almost kind of creating. A yeah, and I was like, perfect, yeah. man. And he handled it great. And we had a back and forth here and there. And uh, I was like, all right, cool. Now I got done filming, uh, and I was like, what time is it? Eight oh five. I got to be in Ontario for an 8 p.m. show. So I got to go from Culver City to Ontario. Right, which, which is, could be easily an hour. Yeah, yeah. which it, it was uh, – I was closing it out. Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to be there at 9.10, got there at 9.13, but I still got up and – Walk right on. Well, yep. you got a lot of stories where you show up right at the moment. Yeah. But uh, luckily we're only a couple blocks from the club tonight. Yeah. 
Well, well the, I might do it just to. I might just just walk in right as you're being introduced. Right as I'm being okay. introduced. Okay. Okay. I'll tell uh, Sam. Sam. <laughs> I'll tell Sam to be ready for that. We'll get the club freaking out. Well, I have to. St- thank you so much for being on uh, being my guest. Thank Nick. you. I never even found out what the name of the podcast oh, was. Uh, my this is the Jake this of the Jake, Jake Johansson pod- podcast. Okay. Yeah, everything is Jake this just because that way. It's people don't together. have to know how to spell my last name, and it's all the same. So, yeah, it's the Jake This Podcast. You're my guest, Nick Guerra, G-U-E-R-A. Yeah. Two and R's. what's your website? Oh, two uh, R's. NickGuerra.com, actually. NickGuerra.com. G-U-E-R-A. My uh, Twitter, my Instagram is at NickComic. You know, so that's a little bit easier. I got you. Yeah, and I'm all over. I mean... I need to put more stuff up, but I'm... Well, I'm, they can go watch the Laugh Factory set yeah. that we talked about. And then they could watch the last comic version and see how they matched up, and then they can watch... <laughs> and then they can go see the Byron Allen uh, comic yeah. set. is going to be coming up, so... Um, th- and I'm going to watch you twice tonight. Yeah, yes. So right. check them out, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. High five. All right. <laughs> I can't quite make that out. Well, thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. Thank you for being my guest on a week. I didn't know if I was going to have a guest. and It turns out I'm slightly, I wouldn't say I'm sick. I'm just tired. I'm not sick and tired. I think I'm just tired. I flew home from Denver, had two nights, uh, did a show last night that was the benefit for my daughter's school, the Smash Comedy Night Benefit at Magicopolis. Thanks to everyone who came out to see that. It was a great night, and thanks to my guests on that show, Baron Vaughn, Jackie Cation, um, Greg Fitzsimmons, and Dave Anthony. They they were terrific, and they made me look uh, like I knew what I was doing, putting on a comedy show. <laughs> Glad that's over for a year. Being a producer, you got to, it's not, I don't know. I just, I liked, I liked the talking part of the show, but not the calling up people and getting them to, organized to come and do the talking anyway it was a great night thanks to everybody thanks um thank you for listening to this thanks to nick Guerra for being on the show and please go out on the internet and do something good make make the internet better this is our week to make the internet better and then and then we can take some time off over the holidays all right uh thanks for listening do not give up plenty of time for that in the future Jake this and yeah. that.